The Clemson Tigers have lost the battle for yet another four-star offensive lineman. How does this impact the recruiting class? We're going to discuss it next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Uh, you already know that I am part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, but also the owner, right, the creator the CEO, all of it, of the Scouting Room uh, Patreon. So, guys, definitely go tap in there. There is a Clemson All Access um, tab that you can click on, uh, $10 a month that you could tap into. We'll talk recruiting, uh, draft prospects for the Clemson Tigers when it comes down to it. And during the season, I'll be – it's just all access, all exclusive uh, access to me and, and to my knowledge and my brain and my interactions. So go tap in with that. But, guys, listen – we got a we got a show. We uh, we got a good show in terms of we're gonna have a we're gonna have a discussion. We have to have a discussion, guys. We're gonna talk about uh locked on ACC ranked the top five fan bases in the ACC. We're gonna talk about some uh NIL issues with the Clemson Tigers, and then of course we're gonna kick it off with another uh, yet another. I'm getting tongue tied over here. Yet another. Loss in terms of recruiting on the prowl. We're getting it started off. I told you guys yesterday. I told you guys yesterday that if Fletcher Westfall did not select the Clemson Tigers, he made his decision yesterday, right? You know, sometime yesterday morning, mid afternoon, somewhere in there, he made his decision and he selected the Florida Gators. And the crazy part about it is that the 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 all the predictions it just flipped on its head. I remember looking at them coming into the week, and it was still Clemson as the favorite. And then I got a message the night before. Hey, just want to give you a heads up. Word is Fletcher Westfall is going to Florida, and I'm like, man, no way, right? I'm just like, no way. We don't need that. We don't need that for for the Tigers, man. Because another just similar similar to uh you know uh Satterwhite. You know, I liked Westfall's game a lot as well, and what they what he could have brought to this offensive line. And so I was waiting on the uh, you know the, the announcement, and then when I saw it, I saw the tweet, I saw the there was a Hayes Fawcett, I think is his name or something like that, the the, the guy that makes all the graphics for the for the kids to uh, <laughs> promote on Twitter and, and Instagram of where they're going, they're you know who they're uh, decided to. Um, take their talents to, right, where they're committing to. And I saw that he committed to Florida. And, again, it just flipped on his head so fast. And it, it's just between him and William Satterwhite, Satterwhite in just a n- number of days, just a couple of days, um, that's two four-star, physical, big uh, tone setters on the offensive line that you just hate to lose out on, on the recruiting aspect of things, right, especially after, like, the run – what was it last month? You know the the was it the Sammy Brown and uh, you know the the receivers. Uh, you know T.J. Moore and 
I'm blanking on the, the five star kid's name at this particular moment. Uh, Bryant Westco, I think is his name. Um, <clears throat> and and watching Clemson shoot from twelve in national uh, in, in the recruiting class, being ranked twelfth to shooting to top four, right? Top five. They were ranked fourth. And I think th- I think there've been sl- I think there's been a, st- a steady decline, uh, not getting some of these four star kids and having them go other places, man. Like I said, you know, and I think the biggest thing for me is. Again, you only have one offensive line pledge for the 2024 class. And that needs to change. It needs to change soon. You need to get more offensive linemen in. Trench warfare wins and loses games. I'm going to continue to say it. I'm going to continue to say it because it's the truth. Trench warfare loses and or wins games. It's just hard to... When if you don't have enough capable bodies, because you got to account for everything. Even in 2024, if the same five that we have now, if the same five returns in 2024, let's say someone gets hurt. It would have been nice to have a Fletcher Westfall sitting as a swing tackle or William Satterwhite uh, as a swing guard, interior offensive lineman, right? That was the thing that is those type of things, guys, that, that are why this is why I'm so disappointed in this, right? And, you know, I asked a question to, to my guy, you know, I was like, man, what happened? And it's like, word was, it was some NIL stuff. And I want to go ahead and make this clear now. I'm going to make this clear. I'm going to talk about NIL in the very next segment. But I'll make this clear now. I am someone who supports the, the young men uh, getting uh, getting their, their, their money, right? The, the name, image, and likeness, man. I remember Johnny Manziel, when he was at Texas A&M, they said that he was bringing in like three, 3.2 million, or it was just some crazy number in the millions <clears throat> to the, to the facility and to the program. Right. And, and, and all the, the Jersey sales and the sold out stadiums and him being beating Nick Saban's defense and everything else. Right. So I'm all for these kids getting paid. Right. And, and, Everything so it, it, but it does create some issues with recruiting, and we're going to talk about that next. But again, like <clears throat> when I heard that, yeah, signs are pointing to some nil stuff, like that was just like, oh man, you, you know, and, and, and that's tough. That is that is absolutely tough. So I mean, again, losing you know William Satter, Satterwhite, Fletcher Westfall. Now we're we're waiting on. I think it's Casey Poe uh, that we're waiting on now to get his. Uh, his his pledge and his declaration, but Clemson's got to figure something out, guys. I'm telling you, something has to be figured out on on, on this offensive line for the 2024 class. And there's still time, of course. You know, you can always flip recruits, and we see it all the time. Got kids commit, decommit, right? Uh, they, they, their their best friend goes somewhere else, and and he, now he's recruiting him to, to the school he's going to, and it's like, you know what? Let's do it, right? Like we've we've we played together since Pop Warner. Let's keep it going, right? So anything is possible. Kevin Garnett said it after, they, you know, after the, the Celtics won the championship. Anything is possible, right? And, and that's true. But, you know, you want to be, you, at the end of the day, like they started out well, but you need to finish strong. And I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is that the, it's – we're not finishing as strong at this particular moment, right? You know, and, and you just want to see that improve. So, like I said, losing Fletcher Westfall is a big loss because it's, uh, it's compounding losses in recruiting, right? You know, with William Satter- Satterwhite and now Fletcher Westfall, two 
um, guys that really could help this offensive line. Um, and like I said, they said it's due to NIL. That may have been the late, the late uh, switch and change. If so, what does that mean? That's a good segue because coming up next on, on in segment two, we're going to talk about are there some NIL issues with the Clemson Tigers? I'm going to look at uh, and maybe I show it to you guys, but I'm, I'm definitely going to pull up the numbers for the current Clemson football players and what their NIL money looks like right now per one.com because they track all of that stuff as well as, as, as I've talked so highly of, of, of the crew over there. So, yeah, we want to come up next. We're going to talk about is there uh, some NIL issues over in Death Valley coming up next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. Let me introduce you guys to Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make me look and feel good. And they're going to do the same thing for you. Bird Dogs have a stretch khaki shorts, and they are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon's, but they fit way better. Not only do they fit better than Lululemon, they fit better than those regular shorts that are made from the stiff, restricting cotton that you have in your, in your closet. Yeah, they're better than those as well. And guys, I love the Cloud Nick fabric that they use to create these pants because they look just like khakis, but they stretch to give you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement at all. And you're going to love this, the anti-stink and sweat wicking fabric that they use that will keep you cool and dry all day long, all summer long. So guys go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter the promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. Cause you will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you NIL issues for the Clemson tigers. And I, I recall, I remember, you know, being at ACC media day and there was, there were some discussions about, Clemson not being um, highly favored in the NIL uh, department, right? And, you know, looking at, like I said, one.com. One.com has everything. One-stop shop for recruiting and everything. They have an NIL portion and section where they have the information of the NIL valuation of these players, of players, right? They're already on teams that are uh, recruits coming out of high school, still in high school, things of that nature. And supposedly the, the top-ranked NIL valuation for the Clemson Tigers is Will Shipley, running back, uh, at $484,000, with Jeremiah Charter coming out, coming right behind him uh, with four hundred and fifty-six. Barrett Carter, four hundred and twenty, dollars And it's like, ah, okay, you know? Um, you know, K Clubnik's at you know at five or three twenty-five, and then right above him is uh, Christopher Vizina, Vizina, uh, Vizina, sorry, <laughs> quarterback. Um, and he's at three sixty-one, so that rounds up the top five. And, and I want to put this into some. I, I kind of I want to put it into some type of. I'm going to put it into a way that you guys understand for me. I'm, I'm losing words. I'm looking at some of these numbers, right? I'm going to put it into context. That, I'm going to bring context to this. Arch Manning, who, who's a freshman at University of Texas, his NIL valuation, $2.8 million. Caleb Williams, quarterback. Some have QB1 in college football and the 2024 NFL draft class for the, for the uh, USC Fighting Trojans or whatever they call themselves. Um, he is his evaluation is or his NIL valuation is at uh 2.7 million. 
Travis Hunter transferred from Jackson State over with uh, Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Uh, his valuation is $1.6 million for NIL. Drake May in our conference, in the ACC. Drake May, quarterback from North Carolina, $1.5 million. Bo Nix, right not the top five, looks like in college football. Bo Nix, quarterback from uh, Oregon, $1.5 million. Shador Sanders at six from Colorado, uh, primetime son. Uh, you know, quarterback, $1.4 million. Another quarterback's on this list at number seven, J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan, $1.4. At, at number eight, Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver in college football and in the NFL draft. He's wide receiver one, $1.3 million. Michael Penix, quarterback from Washington, $1.3. And then another ACC quarterback for, from Florida State, quarterback Jordan Travis at $1.2. So, guys. If you didn't get what I was, if you weren't picking up when I was putting down by reading that top 10 as emphatically as I did, what it says is those guys are in the millions and Clemson's top players have not even cracked 500,000. So what that says to me is that there is this, it just looks like there's an NIL issue, right? Now I get it. Texas, long money, right? I get that. I understand it, right? North Carolina though, Florida State. Like, you know, Clemson has won way more than both of those teams. So it's just, this is something that if it's, if the writing is on the wall, if the writing that is on the wall is accurate, that there are issues with NIL, Clemson needs to figure it out. Because it's hard to maintain and sustain winning in today's college football. I talked about it at the end of the first segment. If Fletcher Westfall flipped from favoring Clemson to go to Florida solely off of NIL. Now, I'm not saying that that's what exactly was, but that's what I was told that that's been part of it. So if that is the case, that, what does that say? It's a big part of recruiting. You got to be able to close the deal now, right? At the end of it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, like it's literally like the, the transfer portal, and NIL creates a free agency, free for all. Kids don't have to go to the biggest blue blood programs anymore just off of cachet and sit for three years. If they don't, right? They don't have to do that no more. What what, what can they do now? Oh, I, I can I can be Travis Hunter and go to Jackson State and make over a million dollars in my first year of college, or, or my NIL be worth a million dollars. At Jackson State, uh, HBCU, shout out to my HBCUs. But if that's the case, like the tides have changed. The, the 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 pendulum has swung, guys. So I know that there's a lot of uh, college football purists that don't like NIL, and I totally understand it. I love NIL because it gives a lot of these kids the chance to make money. Now what they need to do is find some – reinforcements to it and some guidelines and everything else to where it's not as big of a recruiting tool as it is. Uh, so the NCAA went from, yeah, we're not going to play players at all. We're not going to pay you to, we're going to pay you. We're going to let you benefit off your name, image, image and likeness because it's actually the right thing to do, but we have no idea what we're doing and we're just going to make it like, uh, like just a free for all. You could do whatever. And it's like, mm, 
I don't really think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really think it's a good idea, guys. Like, you should have thought about some rules first. Because I think it was at the ACC media day last year where or, – or it may have been after the season. I think it might have been after the season. Um, that North Carolina head coach, Mac Brown, said that teams – yeah, it was after the season because there was a lot of uh, reports that Alabama was going after Drake May. And we're will that in the NIL money that was thrown around was in the th- in the four to five million dollar range, and I, if I remember correctly, Mac Brown had some some words about it and saying that yeah, other schools are trying to you know pluck and pry our players away with NIL, and, and it's like that sucks, <laughs> that sucks, man, because it it literally makes it more of a professional league than an amateur, right? Like because that's what it is in the NFL. If a guy, if a player is top at his position. And you're not paying them enough, and other teams are like, "I'll give you draft picks, I'll do whatever, and then I'll pay him all the money, right?" That that's what it is. So that's what the landscape is right now in college football, and it looks like Clemson's just not in that top half of NIL uh, available. You know, having the NIL available, right? And, and if if that's the case, man, that's just tough. That's tough. It's tough to win. It's tough to sustain, and it's tough to continue to build a dynasty and build and add the necessary pieces to uh, to recreate the dynasty and get that momentum back and be that college football, perennial college football playoff team, right? Even when they go to, was it, 12 in 2025 or whatever it's going to be? Not really a fan of that, but nonetheless. Um, you know, give me eight, six to eight, and we're good, baby. But 12, it just seems like a lot, right? It just seems like a lot. It seems like going to be a lot of blowouts. But again, I digress. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like, they have to figure this out. Find a way to get some more money in, you know. And, and you know, some stuff with NIL is simple, guys. Like you got kids that have, um, they may not be getting paid by the car dealership, but they got a Benz. I think B. John Robinson was uh, sponsored by Lamborghini, right? I think Quinn Ewers is like Rolls Royce or something like that. But when, when I'm saying G wagon or whatever is it, whatever it is, like if you have any of these in your area. Hey, it helps. Jordan Addison, who was the Belitnikov Award winner in 2021, best receiver in college football. You know what he did? He went to USC last year for 2022. He got a house, got a car, he got money. Uh, A lot of that stuff matters now. So Clemson is something that Clemson has to figure out uh, in order to continue to be competitive. Because if the if the surrounding teams around you, right, it's like being in a big state or a big uh, big area, right, living wise. But you're the only city of uh, the surrounding cities that doesn't want to modernize your homes and your town and everything like that, right? Everybody else like is 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 coming up with the new age stuff, right? The new technology. This is added to your to your home. This and that. So if all these the gadgets, everything that's more modern that people are looking for, right? Stealth security with cameras and all that good stuff, you need those things, right? Yeah. So like if you're the last one to come to the party of we're gonna get we're gonna be modern, it just doesn't help the situation. So again, it just seems like there is a little bit of an issue with NIL in Death Valley, guys. But again, we'll see. And you don't want to still know what we're also gonna see. Where does the fans in Death Valley rank amongst the top five ACC fan bases. Locked on ACC ranked them. And I'm going to give you my reaction coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. The top five ACC fan bases 
per my girl Candace Cooper and the fam over on Locked On ACC. Go check them out if you'd like. So let's go ahead and get into it. And I'm going to go ahead and show the rankings now. So at number one, we have your Clemson Tigers. So give yourself a fat pat on the back because you've earned it. Number two, you got Florida State. There's, you know, they, 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 they hang around, right? They seem like Clemson and Florida State is either one or two and something right now heading to 2023. Number three is Virginia Tech, those Hokies. Number four is Louisville. That one kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Number five is North Carolina. And I'm going to tell you guys, I don't mind this. I actually like this list for the Like I said, Louisville caught me off guard, but I had to think back to the, you know, all those ACC night games I've watched with Louisville and stuff like that. I'm like, man, those crowds are raucous. Like, they're out there rocking, even when the team isn't great, right? Like, they're still out there being extremely supportive. And that's what being a, a, a part of being listed as a top five fan base comes from that. It comes from the fact of, okay, can you, can you, Support your team. Can you show out in droves, even when your team is having a so-so subpar season, right? You look for those things, and uh, and Louisville does that. North Carolina, man. And, of course, it doesn't hurt, right, like to have go from Sam Howell, especially the 20 – was it 2020? 2020? Yeah, it was 2020. The 2020 version of Sam Howell where he had, like, you know – Daz Newsom and Deami Brown, Michael Carter, Javante, uh, you know, Javante Williams, I think is uh, is the other running back. And man, all the, you know, have all those playmakers out there, they're out there balling, like just bombs away on everybody, deep throw, you know, big run, explosive plays. In 2021, it wasn't the greatest season for 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 um Sam Howell after he lost all four of those weapons, right? But that's when the emergence of Josh Downs happened. But North Carolina still came out and supported, right? They still came out and supported the team. So I, I don't mind them being on there either. Virginia Tech, I absolutely think they're top three. Their crowds are ridiculously fun to watch, right? Just to see those, those, those the fans, the students coming out, and those night games, man. Those night games, the jerseys when they change it, all that type of stuff. It's fire, and I think that they 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 are such a passionate group uh, that they definitely belong at three. Number two, Florida State hasn't been like early years good in a long time, but their fans still, you know, with the with the with the chant, right, with the with the with the Seminole chomp and all that stuff, they're still there, they're still around, and they're still selling out those those arenas, man. And, and those fans still show up on Saturdays, twelve o'clock noon Eastern time, knowing that hey, man, we're gonna lose today. In those same situations, they still show up with optimism, with uh, excitement, and everything. But, you know, shout out to them, man. And like I said, I appreciate fans like that. They're not fair weather fans. You still show up. And that goes to number one, your Clemson Tigers. You guys show up even when things weren't going well with DJU and the offense in 2021. And even though he started off better in 2022, but then ultimately it started to falter in 2020 towards the middle and end of 2022. You still came out and supported the team. You still showed love. And that's the type of things. Let me tell you, it's nothing better. It's nothing better. Then, then, then turning on the TV, sitting at home, because I haven't gone live to, to experience it yet. Uh, I plan to this fall. And watching Dabo again, you know, 67 years, whatever, however old this man is, and his uh, 4 40-yard dash coming down that, that steep hill and, you know, touching the rock and just 
the 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 energy level that you that you guys bring to that stadium, man, to Death Valley, it, it's 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 um it's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, the energy is is something you just can't replicate, right? You know, and and I'll tell you, like NFL teams, they'll you know when they know they have a loud crowd that they're going to play on a Sunday or Thursday, whatever, they typically are practice with a ton of noise, like pumped into the speakers, right? You know, Atlanta Falcons, they, they play in the dome. So if they're in there practicing, hey, send as much noise, send as much noise. You cannot, I'm telling you one thing about, and this is not just a Clemson thing, all five teams on this list, you cannot replicate loud college fan bases, stadiums, None of that. That sound, the decibels, all of that stuff, it can't be replicated. It can't be fabricated or, or manufactured, man. It's just, that's just top tier stuff. So, I listen, going over the list again, top five fan bases per Locked On ACC. Side to my girl, Coop, Candace Coop. Go check her out at Locked On ACC on YouTube and everything. But she's got you. The Clemson Tigers at number one. The Florida State Seminoles at number two. The Virginia Tech Hokies at number three. The Louisville Cardinals at number four. And the North Carolina Tar Heels at number five. I had to give it a little southern twang to it, right? I get a little southern twang, right? Okay, okay. But listen, that is our show, man. The top five ACC fan bases. We talked in question. Is there some NIL issues that we need to be worried about over in Death Valley for the Clemson Tigers? And again, losing another four-star offensive lineman. Uh, this time to the Florida Gators with Fletcher Westfall, it, it's, it's a hurtful feeling, right? But at the end of the day, we're going to keep our heads up, keep our heads high, because 2023 is where we ride, baby. We staying alive. So we're going to keep that energy, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys for tapping in with me. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available, especially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go subscribe, download, share, leave a five-star review for your boy. I appreciate all the love and support. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the top five ACC-ranked NFL draft prospects, guys. Who? Uh, how, how many Tigers will make this list? And do I believe that more Tigers should be on the list or less? Whatever. It's, again, locked on ACC made these rankings. So I'm going to break them down and give you my reaction on tomorrow's show. We're going to keep our eyes on the prowl for recruiting and seeing what's going on. But as always, guys, you can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go Tigers.